0: Today on Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. David said, in thy light, there is light.
1: There's different types of light in the world. Even the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. But when we have God's light, we're able to truly have beloved ones, the thoughts of God and perceive the depths of the spirit.
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and we're continuing our series from the Holy Land. And in this message, Rabbi is broadcasting from Southern Israel, where there's a life-size replica of the tabernacle or the Mishkan, as it's known in Hebrew. And it's been built to biblical specifications. We've got a lot to cover today. So let's get started. I want to tell you how difficult it was to get to this tabernacle.
1: We were in the middle of the desert in Israel, and my production crew's car broke down. It must have been 110 degrees outside with the sun blazing as they were sweating and fitzing in the middle of the desert trying to get that spare tire on. We couldn't get a new tire because it was Shabbat. So they had to drive an hour after they changed that tire on a spare tire but by the grace of God, they eventually made it to the tabernacle. I want you to know, going to Israel is always an adventure. And even though God is everywhere on the planet, present to us all, somehow, in some way, there's an extra anointing on the land of Israel. It really is elevated above the earth in a special and supernatural way. I'm going to take you now inside the tabernacle. I believe that as I do, God is gonna impart things into your spirit they are gonna transform you, energize you, cause your faith to increase, and cause you to fall deeper in love with Him. This was the structure that the Lord told his people to build exactly according to the instructions that he gave Moses so that he could dwell with Israel. You see, what we find is that Father God desires to be close to his people. And he said, Moses, I want you to build me this Mishkan. I want you to build me this tabernacle that I might dwell with my people. We learn, once again, that Father's desire is to dwell with us, he wants to have communion with us, he wants to have a relationship with us, but what we also learn is that there needs to be a pattern, a biblical, spiritual pattern, in order for him to be able to come close. The teaching of the tabernacle is a prophetic shadow of the things that need to be in place in our own souls so that the Lord Jesus can dwell within us. Walk with me now as I take you on a journey through the Mishkan, through the biblical tabernacle. The walls that surround it are 150 feet long, 75 feet wide, and about seven and a half feet tall. They were tall enough so that people that were on the outside couldn't see what was going on on the inside. And the wall, the dimensions that separate the actual outside from the tabernacle, was designed to caused people to understand that their sin had separated them from God. In other words, that fence is meant to teach us that there's a separation, that sin has separated man from God. But listen to this, in God's mercy, even though man's sin has separated him from God, which is evidenced by the walls, God in his mercy, however, made a way in. What we're going to do now is we're going to go into the tabernacle through, beloved, the one entrance. Now, hear me. Remember, I said that there was a structure, a fence, all the way around it, 150 feet long, 75 feet wide. You couldn't go in that way. There. This is the only entrance in. And the entrance, notice, once again, is symbolized with this beautiful fabric as opposed to the, uh, the fence, which is just one color. This right here, the fact that it's one way in, represented by this door with beautiful colors, it represents Jesus who said, I am the way. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus also described himself as the door and the gate and the only way into the Father. In the outer court of the tabernacle, there were two pieces. There was the altar, And then there was the brass laver where you would wash yourself. We actually get the word lavatory from the brass laver. It goes all the way back to ancient Israel. But this was the altar. This is the first piece of furniture that the worshiper would have come to. And what the worshiper would do is he would bring his sacrifice with him. And depending on how much money he had, that would determine whether it was a goat or a lamb. But if he didn't have as much money, he might bring a bird. But let's say, for example, that the worshiper had brought with him a lamb or a goat as a sacrifice. What the worshiper would do is he would place his hands on the head of the animal sacrifice. And the Hebrew actually tells us in the book of Leviticus that he actually pressed his weight onto the head of the animal. Symbolically, what he was doing is he was putting his hands onto the head of the animal, leaning into it. Symbolically, he was transferring his sin, as he pressed onto that animal, he was transferring his sin, beloved, into that animal. Then the priest would take the animal and they would bind it on the altar by the four horns and they would put it to death and smear the blood around once again showing us that there is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. This is one of the most primary teachings and fundamental principles of the entire Word of God. Going all the way back to the Passover where the Israelites took the blood of the lamb and put it over their doorpost, and because they were in a home that was covered with the blood, judgment passed them over. Same truth we see on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. The high priest brought the blood of the bull and the goat into the Holy of Holies. So through the entire Torah and Hebrew Bible, we see that God grants forgiveness when an innocent life has been given in the place of the guilty, and it was shadowed in the Torah with the innocent animal dying. And then Jesus fulfilled it once and for all and said, I'm the one to which all these animal sacrifices pointed to, and now that Jesus has himself been crucified and his blood shed, no more animal sacrifices are ever necessary again. So let's continue on. This again is where sin was taken care of. The worshiper brought in his animal. The animal was put to death in the worshiper's place. The blood was shed, signifying that a life had been given Because the Bible says that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you on the altar, saith the Lord, to make an atonement for your soul. Leviticus 17.11. The two pieces of furniture, once again, the altar that I just mentioned, where we have forgiveness of sin. And then we have the brass laver, which speaks about cleansing. And every day, the priest had to come to this brass laver. And it was actually made from the mirrors of the women that ministered outside the tabernacle, Exodus 38 verse eight. So think about this, here they are, the hot desert sun, you can see there's not a cloud in the sky, the sun is beaming down, it's made of brass, it was filled with water, and every day the the priest would come and wash her. What do you think they saw when they looked over the brass lever that was filled with water? They saw a reflection of themselves. That's why it was made once again from the mirrors of the women that ministered outside the tabernacle. Now this is a very important spiritual principle. The point is that the Lord was cleansing the priest and the way that he cleansed them was of course in the natural, it was with the water that was in the basin. But the principle, the mystery of this is that when they looked over the basin when it was filled with water, they saw a reflection of themselves that's why the Lord was so specific when he said that this brass lever had to be made from the brass of the mirrors that the women outside the tabernacle used as they ministered you see a mirror is used to show us a reflection of ourself and what the Lord is teaching here at a deeper level is that if we want to be cleansed of sin if we want to be cleansed of sin we need to be able to look at ourselves And as we look at ourselves through the light of his word and through the light of the Holy Spirit, what happens is as we agree with what God shows us about ourselves, as we accept the conviction of the Holy Spirit, what happens is we're cleansed of sin. Because if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So cleansing comes when the Lord shows us himself by the Spirit, we agree with him, and then what happens is we're washed of the sin. So at a deeper level, that's what this brass laver symbolized. Again, surface level, they washed with the water, got the sand off them, etc. But deeper level, It was used as a prophetic shadow to show us that in order to be cleansed of our sin, we need to be able to look at ourselves and agree with what God's Word says because He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we agree with what He shows us about ourselves and come into agreement with His Word.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi Schneider will be right back to go beyond what you're hearing today. And to connect with this ministry further, simply visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up to receive Rabbi's weekly Seeds of Revelation newsletter, which includes up-to-the-minute ministry news, along with a powerful video devotional. Or if you prefer to connect by phone, call us today at 800-777-7835. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are looking for like-minded people who are ready to partner with us. If you're sensing the Lord leading you to offer a financial gift of support, would you please contact us today? Become a monthly partner. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or to give a gift of any amount today, just call 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message.
1: Now, inside the holy place, we have the golden menorah, we have the table of showbread, and we have the altar of incense. In back, you'll see a curtain, and behind that curtain is the holy of holies, where the Ark of the Covenant is. I'm going to begin now by going over to the golden lampstand, or the golden menorah. This is one of the main official symbols of Judaism. You'll see on much of Jewish displays, you'll see the picture of this menorah here. Now, this menorah is different than what some may see with a nine-tiered menorah because the nine-tiered menorah is a Hanukkah menorah. But the menorah in the tabernacle, in the Mishkan, notice it was seven branches as opposed to the nine-tiered menorah for Hanukkah. Now, I want you to hear me. This is very important. This golden menorah was made from one piece of hammered gold. In other words, these different sticks that are part of this lampstand here were not attached to it. They were never separate, but rather, this was all formed and molded out of one piece of gold, this was one big lump of gold that had been formed in this direction. Again, not separate pieces that were connected, but it was all one continuous lump that was hammered out to form the seven different lampstands. I want you to think about this. In the book of Revelation, chapter number one, where John is brought before the throne of the Lord, he hears the voice of God coming to him saying, from he who was, from he who is, And from he who is to come. And he said, listen, from the seven spirits that are before the throne. Notice how many flames we have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You see, beloved, the menorah, the light that's coming from the menorah represents the Holy Spirit. You would not be able to see anything in here at all. It would be pitch black because again, the roof is covered, the sides are covered. The only light that's in here is the light that's coming from the golden lampstand. And the point is, we're in the holy place. This is the place where we can perceive the things of God. This is the place of revelation. And the concept is, is that we can't grasp God's mind by relying on the natural sun. The natural sun is outside. I'm talking about the sun that shines, you know, on the animals and the plants and on the earth. We can't perceive deep revelation oftentimes through the natural sun. To be able to receive God's thoughts, we need to be able to receive it through the light of His Spirit. So inside this holy place, we have no natural light. The only light we have is coming from the golden menorah, which represents the light of the Holy Spirit. You see, David said, In thy light, there is light. There's different types of light in the world. Even the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. But when we have God's light, we're able to truly have, beloved ones, the thoughts of God and perceive the depths of the spirit. Now, the light from the menorah is what gives us the ability to perceive the other objects that are in the holy place here. And so I'm going to take you next to the table of showbread. These 12 loaves stand for the 12 tribes of Israel. They were also known as the bread of presence. And the Torah tells us that God's eyes were continually upon them. And again, they represent the tribes of Israel. So this speaks to us of several things. Number one, that the Lord is saying, my eyes are always on my children. And then the priest would actually eat the bread on the Sabbath and then replace it. The truth that we find from this is is that because this is called the bread of presence, meaning God's presence, the truth is, is that we eat God's presence. We live by the presence of God. God alone is our source. Once again, it's called the bread of presence. There's 12 here, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And every Shabbat, the priest would eat it and replace it. They would eat the bread of presence. So what the Lord is saying is that I am your source. Just like Jesus quoted from when he overcame the devil in the wilderness, when he said, man shall not live by bread alone. He was quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god and so the bread of presence here god is always looking at his people because he loves them and he is our source of life he is our presence let's continue on now beloved to the altar of incense the altar of incense was the place where they would burn continually a special recipe of incense that was prescribed by the lord it wasn't just any incense it was an exact mixture that was specified in the torah the incense was always burning and the bible tells us in the book of revelation chapter 5 verse 8 that rising incense represents listen the prayers of god's children the prayers of the saints And because there was no wind in here, the smoke of the incense went straight up. And this speaks to the fact that our prayers should ascend straight up to God. Sometimes when people pray, it looks like they're praying, it sounds like they're praying, but they're not really praying in the true sense because sometimes what they're doing is they're praying to impress somebody else or they're praying in a way that they think it will impress other people. And when they do that, their prayers aren't going straight up their prayers are going outward. Maybe they're standing up and they're praying and it sounds real sanctimonious, but what's in their heart really is, I wanna sound good in front of these people that are listening to me pray. That isn't prayer that ascends straight up, but the prayers, beloved, that truly please God are prayers that arise straight up, just like the smoke of the incense in the tabernacle here arose straight up, beloved ones, to the Lord. A lot that we've learned today But the primary thing I want to communicate to you, beloved ones, is this. The Lord told Israel to build this Mishkan, this tabernacle, so that He could dwell with His people. He desires to be close to us. He desires to be close to you. But in order for Him to dwell with us in the intimacy that He desires, our lives have to be in order. Our soul has to be in order. And that's what these things teach us. It's a pattern for how to walk in
0: intimacy with God. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and our Bible teacher is Rabbi Schneider. These messages were recorded in Israel as part of our series, The Holy Land. It's our prayer that this series has been a true blessing to you. Many of us haven't been to Israel, and so if you'd like to not only hear this straightforward and authentic teaching, but you'd like to see the tabernacle and the other items like the brass laver and the showbread that Rabbi talked about today, then check out our YouTube channel. You can also learn more about Rabbi and our ministry when you go to our website. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And hey, while you're there, be sure to learn more about the ways that you can partner with us this year. Now here is Rabbi Schneider once more.
1: Listen, when I got into my hotel room here, I turned on the television, and what did I see? I saw the network that's broadcasting Discovering the Jewish Jesus right into the land here. And it's because of your financial support that I'm able to do this. I want you to know God is using this ministry to change the hearts of Jewish people. This is a forerunner ministry that's helping Jewish people to understand that Jesus is for Jews. In fact, this morning, I preached the gospel to over 500 unbelieving Jewish People, At the end of my message, beloved, over a hundred of them raised their hand to receive Jesus. I want to ask you to continue to support me financially because of you, beloved. People are being one to the Lord in this land.
0: To take a step of faith right now by giving a gift of any amount, just write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or you can automate your monthly giving online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also partner with us by calling us at 800 777 As our way of saying thank you for your generous financial gifts, we want to send you a select CD of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month. It's also available as a digital download and we'll also send you a copy of our latest newsletter. And it's packed with the most current news, updates, and along with expanded teaching from Rabbi and his wife, Cynthia. And then before we hear from Rabbi Schneider again, let me remind you that another great way that you can stay connected with this daily program is by subscribing to our new podcast. You'll find us on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can also listen to these messages on the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. And did you know that on the app, you can also view our broadcast schedules for radio and television. You can read a daily devotional from Rabbi and you can even sign up to receive regular text messages from Rabbi as the Holy Spirit leads him. Just download the Rabbi Schneider app in your app store today. And now to wrap up today's message on the tabernacle from Southern Israel with a special blessing. Here is Rabbi Schneider.
1: In the Old Testament book of Numbers, we find a blessing God speaks over his children through Moses and Aaron. It carries the idea of favor and expression. Open your heart to the Spirit and the Word today and receive Father's goodness into your life with confidence. Yahweh Ya'el Ya'we pna velecha vichunecha; Yisay Ya'we pna velecha ve'asem lecha.
2: If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll find our broadcast schedule, podcast links, teaching notes, and so much more. And while you're there, let our prayer team pray for you. Matthew 18, 19 says, If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Our prayer team lifts up each individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through Discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. Submit your prayer request or testimony at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube.
0: I'm Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next time when Rabbi Schneider takes us on a journey through the Holy of Holies. That's coming up Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.